Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. Welcome, friends, to episode 46 of Calm Words for Anxious Hearts. Christmas is almost here, and I know that for many of you that feels deeply joyful and brings with it some optimism, and I also know that for others, Christmas may only serve to accentuate the loneliness that's been present in your life and that there are traditions you may not be able to enjoy this year in an effort to keep yourself or someone you love safe, and so I'm really present to all that. And so my hope for this podcast is to speak a word that's both graceful and grounded to all of us, irrespective of what we're feeling at the moment, and to remind us that the coming of Christ, the birth of Jesus, is meant and is able to hold the whole gamut of the human experience together, cradled and safe in the loving arms of God. And so whatever it is that you are feeling as Christmas approaches, I want you to know it is okay and it is appropriate. Now, I want to say I have not purchased a Christmas card this year. Um, That is a COVID casualty. I usually like to go look at the cards and see what they say and buy them, but um, one of the things I've been wondering, and and again, I don't know because I haven't looked, but I wonder if Hallmark and similar companies are acknowledging the difficulty of the Christmas experience this year because in normal times, you see so much sentimentality in your typical Christmas card. And I I really don't mean that as a critique. It's just a fact. You know, so for instance, if someone gives me a card that says, may your days be filled with Christmas cheer, it's nice. And, you know, I love Christmas, so I, I can get into it. But it's also one of those statements that if we look really closely at it, it actually means nothing. I mean, right, aside from Buddy the Elf, have you ever known anyone who was always filled with Christmas cheer? Not to mention, is that really the deepest wish we have for people, that there be nothing but an influx of positive emotion for the rest of their life, as if there were no higher good to pursue than the feeling of Christmas cheer? Because the truth is, Christmas is a lot more gritty It's a lot more real and beautiful and complicated and messy than as typically advertised. And we all may feel that a bit more this year, especially if, try as we might, we're not able to manufacture the same amount of Christmas cheer as in normal years. And so with all that in the background, I want to start this final Advent reflection with Matthew's account of the birth of Jesus, which is many, many things, but one thing it's not is sentimental. A reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Now, the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. 
Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took Mary as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had born a son, and he named him Jesus. Here ends the reading. So one of the things I'm aware of is that we probably all have some kind of image of how we want Christmas to go. And frankly, none of us want it to go the way that first Christmas went. In fact, when most of us picture how we want Christmas to play out, you know, we think of the perfect Christmas. If we're honest, we kind of all want the Hallmark Christmas, the ideal Christmas, the perfect Christmas, a Christmas with harmony and good cheer. Warmth and coziness, laughter and leftovers. In our version of Christmas, all is right with the world. After all, this is the image we are literally sold on what Christmas should look like. It should be cozy, warm, merry, perfect. And so no wonder countless people suffer from a deep, unspoken, quiet sadness about this time of the year. And of course, this year of the pandemic has taken those very normal emotions and for many of us made them worse, right? Because for many, Christmas opens more wounds than it heals. When adult children don't come home to visit or whenever they do come home to visit and there's a lot of relational strain or when grief overwhelms us because we remember what Christmas used to be like when mom was alive It is in those moments that our hallmarked version of Christmas crumbles. We know what the ideal Christmas should look like, but we just can't make it work. And we can't help but compare our imperfect experience with the airbrushed and filtered and oh-so-carefully crafted versions of reality that we see on TV or social media or on Christmas cards. And so the reason I chose to end this four-week Advent series with Matthew's account of Jesus' birth is because of all the passages in Scripture, I think this one reminds us that Christmas is not perfect and that it was never meant to be perfect. I mean, from the very first line, Today's passage makes that very clear. Now, the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, Matthew writes, took place in this way. Notice, he doesn't say that way, the cozy way, the perfect way, the airbrushed and filtered way. No, the birth of Jesus took place in this way. And of course, in what follows, we have the story of what this way entails. A scandalous and very embarrassing pregnancy a man who wants to break off his engagement, and an angel who has to intervene to hold the relationship together. 
And that is just today's passage. But of course, if we keep reading, according to Matthew, the whole thing gets even messier. King Herod tries to kill the child, and Joseph and Mary become refugees and have to flee their home. I mean, the circumstances surrounding the birth of Christ could not have been less cozy, less warm, less merry. On that first Christmas, there was a lot more fear then there was cheer, and there was nothing perfect about it. And I tell you this because it's into this reality, a birth that takes place in this way, that the angel proclaims the gospel. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Four words, God is with us. It is the meaning of Christmas, it is the heart of the gospel, it is a mystery that will transform our life. God is with us. And so in light of that, friends, my prayer for you and for me and for all of us during this COVID Christmas is this. I pray that you know that God is with you that God is with you in the very imperfect and confusing circumstances of your life. God is with you in this pandemic. God is with you in the hard choices you had to make this year. God is with you in your fear and confusion. God is with you in the good moments and the hard moments. God is with you when you feel close to God and God is with you when God feels far away. But the meaning of Christmas is very simple. God is with you. Now, I expect and I hope that many, if not most of you listening, will have a Christmas that is filled with at least some family time and some meaning and beauty and holiness. Maybe even also a little Christmas cheer. But let's not mistake conflating those good things with coziness or sheer merriment or perfection because the good news of the Christian gospel is always that God is with us in our imperfection and our pain, that God is with us in our doubt and our sin, that God is with us in our confusion and our coldness of heart. And so if it turns out that your COVID Christmas is not as perfect as you want it to be, And when your life is not as perfect as you want it to be, I want you to know that imperfection is always the stable where Christ is born. As the reading from Matthew put it, the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, always takes place in this way. And so don't fear the grief over the loved one you won't see this year or the pain that comes when the ideal you envision does not become reality. Because this Christmas, God will show up in the cozy family time and in the homeless shelter. God will be there. Emmanuel is God's name, meaning God is with us. Because theologically speaking, what God does at Christmas, God is always doing. Now, was the incarnation of the Son of God in the person of Jesus unique and unrepeatable? Yes, of course. But was it also a sacrament and sign of what God is always doing in our world and lives through the power of the Holy Spirit? Yes. Take this to the bank. What God does at Christmas, God is always doing, entering our world, being present in our life, 
in less than ideal circumstances. And in the same way that God entered our world in a quiet and secret and hidden way, where aside from the wise men and a few shepherds no one noticed, so quiet and hidden was his birth. Well, in that same way, God's presence is often hidden and goes unnoticed in the difficult circumstances of our lives, the depression and the anxiety, the rote job you may feel stuck in, the body that does not cooperate like it used to. We are so quick to interpret these dark moments as signs of God's absence because we forget that our God is always Emmanuel with us, especially in the dark moments. And so I just wonder what difficulty you are present to at the moment, what frustration, what fear, what anxiety. I know this may sound counterintuitive, but that is always the stable where Christ will be born at Christmas. His birth will take place in that way. But will we see it? And so this Christmas, have fun, laugh, practice self-compassion, find joy, be with family if you can, look for beauty, practice gratitude. But don't make the mistake of thinking that Christmas is about psyching ourselves up into believing that all is right with the world, because it's not. And the good news of Christmas is that Christ is present and that God is with us precisely when all is not right with the world, that God is with us when life is not ideal, redeeming it, saving it, making sense of it, using the gritty circumstances of our imperfect, beautiful lives as the ingredients out of which God is making a new creation. And so, I really do hope, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I do hope that your Christmas is cozy and warm. But if the cozy warmth never comes, or when it does come and passes way too quickly, take a deep breath and remember God's name. His name is Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. Let us pray. Purify our conscience, Almighty God, by your daily visitation, that your Son, Jesus Christ, at his coming, may find in us a mansion prepared for himself, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.